0: Welcome to the Basketball Update. I'm Adam Nazarelli. This is the update for Monday, November 9th, 2020. Alright guys, welcome back to the show. Our first bit of news today, or for this week I suppose, is that Stan Van Gundy has been hired as the New Orleans head coach. If you don't know who he is, um, most recently he has been an analyst on um, TV. I'm not exactly sure what network because I, I watch most of the Canadian coverage of the NBA, but I know he's been doing that for a while. His last gig in the NBA was with the Detroit Pistons, and before that he was with the Orlando Magic. He had two really good seasons there. He uh, went to the NBA Finals and lost in the Conference Finals. And then before that, he was with the Miami Heat. He had a really good run with them as well. And then he got uh, fired or resigned halfway through the season before they hired Eric Spolstra. So he's had a bit of an up and down NBA career as a head coach. I can't speak much on his Miami and Orlando stints, because I was fairly young then and to be completely honest with you I wasn't exactly following the NBA. So this hiring is new in New Orleans will be interesting to me because he kind of was meant to be a bit of a rebuilding coach with Detroit in his stint there. He couldn't really get anything going. Probably not to the fault of him, probably a lot to the fault of the the management and ownership. But in New Orleans he's going to have a really young cast of players, Lonzo Ball, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, most likely if he re-signs his contract. Josh Hart, I'm probably forgetting a bunch. Nikila Alexander-Walker, I mean, a complete young cast of players, and I think he can do a good job in a fairly stacked Western Conference. I hope he's given some leeway a couple seasons to figure it out, but um, good good to see him back in the NBA. He, he's he's a great personality, and I think he's a very good coach, and I, and I think he'll be given a better chance... In New Orleans than he had with Detroit I I think this will be more similar to his Miami and Orlando stints on paper at least the next piece of news we have is the NBA is targeting a December 22nd return which is a really quick turnaround they want to do a 72 game season that finishes right before the 2021 Olympics and the players union has tentatively agreed on this so As of today, which is Sunday, November 8th, that is essentially uh, seven weeks here. And we have the draft on the 18th. Then we're going to have free agency soon after for a few weeks. And then we're going to have training camp and then preseason. So this is a lot to pack in right before December 22nd. I'm surprised they're they're doing this so quickly just because it it just seems too close together. And I don't know how they're going to figure everything out. I guess they've had a few months to to decide on this stuff. I know the Christmas games are huge for the NBA and they get a lot of revenue from people tuning into those. I always tune into the Christmas Day games. So we'll see how this goes. The next piece of news we have Um, And potentially the biggest piece of news, actually, is that Daryl Morey has been hired as the president of basketball operations for the Philadelphia 76ers. If you remember our last episode we had a few weeks ago, we talked about how Daryl Morey, you know, he wanted to take a bit more time off. And, you know, he wasn't exactly sure he wanted the right fit for an NBA team. But everyone knows Daryl Morey is a workaholic. And I guess he thought Philadelphia was a good fit for him when it came to finding his next job. I'm a bit surprised he took this job. I knew he would come back fairly soon. I figured he would have. But I felt like there could have been other teams maybe that would have suited him a bit more. If you just look at their team payroll, they have Tobias Harris on for four more years until the 2023 2024 season he still has to be paid 150 million roughly al horford he's on for three more seasons including this one up until 2022 2023 he's due another 90 million ben simmons is on until 2024 2025 you know he this upcoming season is the first year of his extension so 170 million or whatever and then you have some other guys you know Matisse Diebel is on for a few more years he's got a couple uh team options I believe Zaire Smith another team option in 2022 obviously Embiid 2023 so he's got three more seasons including this one but tobias harris and al horford specifically are terrible contracts that they're probably already regretting right now i mean al horford is 34 years old and he's still a suitable player but 2023 he'll be 37 making 26 million dollars like yikes i i mean if there's anyone to flip these contracts and and make a a positive of this it's daryl Morey. but what can he do i mean Tobias Harris has never made an all-star team he's been through you know damn near every team in every conference I mean not saying he's a bad player and not saying he's he's a bad personality either I mean there's no stories of you know we haven't heard any news outlets say anything bad about him or whatever players or coaches or anything but man that, that was a bad contract even last year and like he's just like the very definition of slightly above average player i feel like i mean he's a good player don't get me wrong but worth nowhere near what they paid him i think they were just a bit worried when jimmy butler left like they didn't really have any other options al horford is was a bad contract when it happened last year and like their team just doesn't mesh together very well so like i'm curious as to what other teams will do to kind of like try to take on trades but like other teams are going to realize like They need these contracts off their books. So I don't know how Daryl Morey is going to pitch this as like, you know, we're doing you a favor because obviously the other team is doing the Sixers a favor. But yeah, I mean, if there's anyone to actually figure this puzzle out, it's Daryl Morey. So we'll see what he can do. You know, obviously the draft and free agency coming up, there's going to be a lot of things that uh, I think we'll see from him. On to the next piece of news, we have Steven Silas, who is hired as the Houston head coach. I don't, I'm pretty sure Daryl Morey actually had a part in this because I know he was meant to stay on to hire this. To be honest, I don't really have much to add to this. I mean, if you look at his record, he's been an assistant coach slash scout for roughly 20 years 1999 so yeah exactly 20 years I could guess you say he's been through the ringer he, he's done everything he's needed to do I mean a lot of teams most recently he was on the Dallas Mavericks from what I've read online I mean he has a good reputation Th- this comes across to me as a bit of a kind of cheap signing from Tillman Fertitta who's the owner of the Houston Rockets he's kind of he's kind of been known as a cheapskate I'm not I'm not disrespecting steven silas in any regard but a first-time head coach is obviously going to not get paid as much as someone who's been on who's been the head coach of two or three teams we'll see what he can do i mean managing westbrook and arden and their personalities and the other players on the team i'm curious to see what his offensive and defensive schemes can be but yeah let's see what he can do and then finally our last piece of news for this week is where are the toronto raptors gonna play they have a few options that we've been reading in news articles and that should, that have just been floating around i guess you could say kansas city nashville tampa bay florida and some places in the northeastern u.s i, I think kansas city has has had the most uh, smoke just because they've They've had prominent government officials say they want the Raptors to come and play there. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes, who's the star quarterback of the uh, Super Bowl Kansas City Chiefs last year, said, oh, he wants the Raptors to play there, but... All of those cities, Kansas City, Nashville, and Tampa especially, have all had kind of issues with COVID, so I'm curious to see how Raptors management and ownership will kind of manage that. I don't think they will go to any of those cities, to be completely honest with you. The Northeastern U.S. just sounds the most safe. Uh, They have the least cases COVID-wise, health-wise, and also it's it's the closest place for the players and their families. I mean, they're not going to want to spend six months of the year completely away from their families. And this is all hinging on, we're assuming the Canadian government isn't going to let the Raptors play just because it's kind of been a precedent with other sports teams this year. And obviously they can't play in the Western Conference just because logistically wise, they have so many games against Brooklyn, New York, Chicago, Philadelphia. And it just, it would just, it would just not make sense. So We'll have to see, my guess is probably Buffalo or Hartford, Connecticut, just because the Toronto Blue Jays have played in Buffalo and Toronto FC, the soccer team, has played in Connecticut. So there's two kind of precedents there, assuming they have basketball-ready stadiums. I'm just guessing. I'm assuming they do. College basketball is big in the U.S. I'm assuming they have, you know, 15,000, 10 15,000 people stadiums, and there's not going to be, be people in there anyways. So that's all the news for this week. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Nazarelli. You can find the show notes at tbu.ffmi.ca. Look forward to our next episode on Monday, November 23rd, where we cover the NBA draft. Thanks for listening.